Welcome to Jays from Home. It is just me, Matt Gower. Uh, I was going to say co-hosting today, but I'm hosting alone because Steve is away on Birch Island. Um, not a good place to be to watch uh, baseball games, but I guess if you want to relax and go on vacation, it's it's acceptable. So uh, enjoy your week, Steve. Um, it has been a pretty busy week uh, in baseball this week, but before I get to that, just want to mention right off the bat, we have a special uh, returning guest to the show, uh, Davide DiCipio from the Ottawa Titans. Oh, we're just going to kind of preview um, what to expect from a brand new uh, baseball season here in Ottawa. So that's pretty uh, exciting, especially for me. I really love to go see baseball games, and uh, I was able to see... Um, a Blue Jays game in person, a few Blue Jays games in person last year, but I don't think I'll be able to make it out of the city this year because uh, it's pretty busy um, with uh, toddlers and preschoolers and wives and responsibilities here in town. So it's nice to be able to just kind of uh, take a foot out the door and step right into the local baseball stadium to watch um, a, a baseball game. And, and from what uh, Davide is saying, it's a pretty uh, exciting team to watch in Ottawa too. They're, they're really um, starting to take shape. And uh, with the training camp coming up soon, that'll be pretty interesting to watch. But uh, we are also a Blue Jays uh, podcast, uh, so we'll talk some Blue Jays. You can follow us at Jays from Home on Twitter. Um, so uh, check us out there and uh, send us some questions. If you ever have any any content you want us to cover on the on the podcast, we'd love to hear it. Um, rate us on on your spotify's and your itunes or wherever you listen to your podcast or even better way to rate us is to tell a friend about the podcast because uh this is something that uh, steve and i definitely we do for fun uh we make zero dollars from this podcast it's definitely just all about the love for baseball i, th- I think i might love baseball a little more than steve but uh, he just at least uh, puts up with it and me uh as my fellow co-host and uh, we have some pretty interesting discussions um so uh, let's let's get to it. Um, this week, um, I'm recording this Sunday morning, so we haven't gotten to the Sunday afternoon Jays game yet, but uh, Friday uh, home opener in Toronto was pretty uh, exciting, uh, eventually. At first, it was <laughs> kind of deflating because uh, Jose Barrios... Uh, he didn't make it out. He he didn't make it out of the first inning. He only had one out. He pitched a third of an inning in his debut, and uh, they the Jays were down seven to nothing. Um, and they they came back after four or five innings. They tied up the game. Teoscar was the first Blue Jay to get the home run jacket. So congrats to Teoscar. I think Steve pretty happy about that too. He's one of uh, uh, his Teoscar is one of Steve's favorite players. Um, so Teoscar got the home run to tie the game, and eventually the Jays won uh, ten to eight. Uh, never in doubt. <laughs> um, but it's just you know. Uh, uh, something to remember about this Blue Jays team um, they are never out of any single any, any score that you can you can uh, put up on them they will claw their way back uh, that offense is powerful and and the the it was a, a good showing from the bullpen uh, first game out as well like they uh, didn't give up uh, too many runs like I think I think they were maybe a little shaky coming out uh, initially uh, to, to really relief uh, in relief of, of Burrios because that wasn't the position anybody expected to, to happen for the Blue Jays uh, coming out of the first game. So, um, yeah, uh, 
that is sorry i'm just noticing that my my metronome is on on my recording pro- project so i'm turning that off um so so it's, it's just it wasn't a situation that they expected themselves to be in they are professional players they should um be able to 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 rise to any occasion but it's not something that uh from this team and from these expectations for the team uh that we expected to see so Friday was an exciting game, <laughs> game of the year already. I don't know, uh, but it was pretty exciting. Ten to eight for the for the Jays. Um, Saturday night um, again, they 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 won four to three. Uh, nice nice debut for Kevin Gossman for the Jays, um, and he uh, seems to be uh, fi- finding uh, himself right at home. He's bought a uh, according to the broadcast bought a, bought a house uh, just outside the Toronto area, and uh, they, their daughters uh, love the 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 Jays jerseys that they're they're wearing. So that's that's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, he was he had a strong debut. Uh, the Jays won four to three, um, so they can complete the sweep this afternoon. Hopefully, uh, Ryu is going to be uh, pitching uh, today. Um, so so yeah, um, one thing that I've noticed is uh, so far, um, you know, uh, Bo Bichette had a had a home run in yesterday's game, uh, but so far I think uh, like from from Vladdy, who's obviously lots of people's favorite players, including my own, he's kind of only had. Um, base hits I think I don't think he's had any extra base hits uh, in the first two games yet but you know he's not getting a lot to hit from the pitchers uh, they're, they're, they're not going to make a mistake to him so he's just taking what they're giving him and getting on base and then people like Teoscar and and, and uh, Lourdes Gurriel Jr. And, and, and people like that are, are are cashing in on on Vladdy's patience and maturity for a 23 year old just to to know that if he gets on base someone somebody's gonna gonna drive him home so so I think that's something that we should expect to see from Vladdy throughout the season um you might call it a slow start I think it's just a patient start he's waiting for his opportunity and when he hits a home run he's gonna crush that uh out of the park it's gonna be uh spectacular as they say for home runs so I'm, I'm excited and looking forward to seeing um to seeing that uh on display from Vladdy um so so just be patient if you're waiting to see some power uh from vladdy uh just be be patient it it will come okay so on to our uh home run sacrifice and strikeout for the uh for the for the shortened week i guess uh it was a kind of a short baseball week because there were actually games this week uh i'll start um with the strikeout um i think you know there's been with with the season starting on Friday, there's been a lot of season previews and and talk and chatter on Twitter, um, and a lot of that has been focused on. Everybody just seems to like seemed to think that the Jays were destined to to trade for Jose Ramirez. And on the first day, on Thursday, the first day of the season, he signed an extension uh, with a no trade clause with the Cleveland Guardians. So that is not going to happen. But I think people just were treating. Jose Ramirez as their player like it's going to happen it's it, but but this front office obviously had different things in mind and different ideas and same with same with Cleveland you know they're not just going to give you their player so so I'm just glad that the talk uh for trading for Jose Ramirez is done because we know it's not going to happen and that's okay the Jays have the best third baseman in the galaxy right now in uh in Matt Chapman and he he's going to help improve the defense he's going to improve by by him being so so good at third base, he's gonna you know Bobachet's gonna be better at short just just by him being there. And we did see I think early on some jitters in that first game. Uh, we saw some 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 of the like Bichette and Biggio kind of did some bobbling uh, when they were trying to convert some double plays. I think that's just just opening season 
nerves getting getting the best of them. And we're going to see this to be a much uh, better uh, defensive squad behind the pitchers, and that's going to make even the pitchers' uh, performance better. So so back to my strikeout, like I was saying, enough with the Jose Ramirez trade talk. It's done. He signed an extension with Cleveland. We're not going to see him in Toronto, and, and that that's fine. We'll, we'll, there are other moves that the Jays need to focus on, and uh, that's okay. Um, so my sacrifice is um, only, we only had three weeks of spring training. Um, so pitchers aren't as stretched out as they normally would be. Um, so we're seeing them not go so deep um, initially uh, into those first starts of the year. And um, I think maybe that's partly what you know the, you saw what is to blame for Jose Barrios, uh, his tough, tough start to the season. Um, so, yeah, I think maybe three weeks of spring training is a little too short. Six weeks or however long it is is a little too long. So we, we got to maybe like four or five weeks of spring training um, and, and have the, 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 the pitchers kind of focus on, on stretching out their arms a little bit. But, uh, yeah, so so three weeks of spring training is a little too short um, to get these players up to up to par. What we are seeing, though, is traditionally um, the pitchers are a little ahead in, uh, in development um, of, of, the, of the hitters. Um, and I think that we're seeing, at least on – on the Jays, uh, in the Jays example, is that the hitters are, are aren't as uh, uh, behind as far as uh, not being able to catch up to the, to, to the speed of the velocity of the of the pitches and things like that. So I think that uh, the offense is is uh, is 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 ready uh, to start the year, and that uh, eventually uh, things the the equi- equilibrium will, equilibrium will, will even out in the, uh, once we get a few weeks into the season. Um, so. And that leaves me with my home run for the week. Like I said before, never in doubt that 10 to 8, uh, amazing first game of the year. That was so exciting. It was nice also to see a packed stadium. Like I've, it's been two, it's been three years since we've uh, seen uh, the stadium at, at at least potential for full capacity. It's been since 2019. Uh, the Jays haven't really had a true home experience until now. So that that you know they were they were pumped last night. And don't forget. Uh, not last night on, on Friday night. Don't forget, like it was, it was a bit of a delayed start as far as with all the the pregame uh, uh, opening ceremonies and everything. So, so you know, like they're they're off of their their rhythm normally for a game. Like it's, I think it started at least twenty or thirty minutes late, later than it normally would. So, um, so but it was nice to see a crowd that large and that pumped to be there. Um, it was probably quiet the first half of the game. Um, but uh, for the, they all stuck around, and they were rewarded for it, and that's great. So there you go. Um, so some Jay's notes. Um, I've got uh, a pants update from Keegan Matheson, uh, who is a great uh, follow uh, as far as like the uh, newsletters for for the Blue Jays. You should you should uh, subscribe to his newsletters. It's it's a, a good read. Um, apparently, um, uh, let's see here. Uh, they are p- players are not wearing their own pants. Uh, Gosuke Kato um, was was pinch running, and according to Keegan, he says that sources close to the situation tell him that uh, Kato was wearing a pair of Kevin Biggio's pants after spending the spring wearing Robbie Ray's pants. So I don't know um, if they were the proper sizing, if they're too tight. But there's there's your pants update. We have that. Thank you, Keegan Matheson, for the pants update. Um, don't forget to follow Keegan. He's 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 a great um, follow. Um, if you're, you know, we're talking about uh, people uh, 
talking about the team on Twitter a lot. Um, this year's hashtag is is next level. So um, you know we know where expectations are. They're gonna they're gonna raise raise the bar as far as um, what we want this team to to achieve. And that is that is a World Series. This is a World Series team capable of winning the World Series, and uh, it's it's great. Uh, kind of it's kind of. Um, Nice symmetry, I guess you could say. Thirty years ago was when they won their first uh, World Series in 1992, and that's kind of when I first started my my really got into to, to watching the Blue, Blue Jays and baseball uh, was was back during that World Series year. Um, I remember staying up and and and, and watching um, Dave Winfield uh, catch that uh, uh, catch the final out. Was it? Yeah, it was Dave Dave Winfield. He caught the final out. Uh, and the Jays won against the the, the Atlanta Braves. Um, I think this year that it'll probably be the Dodgers that uh, is come come out of the NL. But uh, hey, Atlanta could could happen again. And uh, former former guest uh, Jason Love um, th- seems to think that uh, the the Phillies are going to come out uh, of the of the West. I mean of the NL. Um, I can't see that happening unless they drastically improve on defense but you never know their pitching is pretty good um so we have some weekly poll results speaking of expectations now my gut feeling uh is that um the jays this could be their the first hundred win team for the jays after after winning that um after getting that chapman trade i just got this feeling that if, if everything um goes to plan like you don't get any catastrophic injuries or anything like that this could be a hundred win team it's a tough division though um the 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 majority of people um it's actually a tie um 47 percent of the voters think that the jays could win between 90 and 94 wins and then 47 percent of the voters th- thought 95 plus was a was a realistic um uh set uh, a realistic expectation um there and then one maybe one person thought 80 to 84 wins was the <laughs> where they're gonna go and then a few were in at 85 to 89 uh three percent um but uh yeah between anywhere between 90 and 100 wins um as long as they make the playoffs, uh, is 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 um, uh, I think meeting expectations. I think I think they do have to win this division really to 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 really fulfill the expectations for the season. Because if they just squeak in in the wild card, it's gonna it's a tough road ahead uh, to to get to the World Series. Um, oh yeah, sorry, I, I mentioned that Teoscar was the first to wear the the new home run jacket. Um, now it was uh, designed uh, according to Hazel May. Uh, by a uh, team staff member Hector LeBron, and he included um, not just the countries of the players, country origin countries of the players, but also just staff members. And he also included uh, the Ukraine as well. So it's a very um, international uh, jacket. It's the again we're going we're calling it the Bayo jacket. Um, they do have one patch already on the elbow. Now I'm not too sure if that is a fashion patch or if it's because they they have they can't have worn it out already. I'm sure they will. They're going to require more than one jacket for sure this year. Um, but uh, yeah, there's an elbow patch. I'm not sure why they have an elbow patch, but there it is. Um, so a little little sad news here. Nate Pearson seems to be out in quotes for a while with with mono. So um, you know they say that um, one of the kind of 
soft skills. Like injury is a skill, and it just seems that no matter what uh, Nate Pearson does, something just hits him out of, out of left field, as they say, and uh, he uh, he's, he's having some tough luck. Um, I guess he's back pitching on the mound, uh, getting slowly stretched out again. So hopefully, um, I, I think we'll see him mostly in the bullpen this year again. Um, hopefully, we'll uh, see him soon. Um, we've got. The Blue Jays have 10 straight uh, games to open the season, so um, it's it's a little bit of a shame that they had to go into the bullpen so soon. Uh, it, it, you know, like we they 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 did what they were supposed to do, um, but we just don't want to have to rely on too many arms too soon. So I, hopefully, um, Ryu. Uh, and Manoa will we'll go a little deeper into the games uh, over the next couple days. Um, we did have a trade um, to start the week. Um, the Jays traded Reese McGuire to the White Sox for Zach Collins. Um, so it's just a catcher for catcher. And the reason why they, they did this was basically that they can they can send down uh, Zach Collins up to five times uh, this year. So that uh, that's basically the benefit of having him uh, on the roster because they are going to need to send some guys down. Um, they also they made another trade. They acquired Bradley Zimmer from the Guardians for uh, uh, reliever Anthony Castro. So at some point um, when Zimmer comes, uh, they're saying on the broadcast last night that they're going to have to make some room. So somebody's going to go down. Maybe it's Collins. Who knows? Um, uh, now, everybody was up on uh, Greg Bird uh, going into sp- uh, training camp but I guess he had an out clause in his contract and he exercised it so the Jays released him and then he went on to sign with uh, the Yankees so he's playing for their AAA squad uh, right now so so uh, Greg Bird uh, he was my strikeout but now he's just um, uh, uh, public enemy number one for the Jays for for, for, for going straight to the to the Yankees after being released that's not fair um uh it was the, the peacock schedule for Sunday morning baseball was announced and Jays have um three games uh, on the schedule uh they will be playing um this is really fine print so it's hard to see here uh they will be playing let's see uh, because it's all like 11 30 or, t- or noon starts it has to be east coast teams at home so the Jays were kind of maybe an obvious team for that. Uh, but they're playing on the July 17th. They're playing the Royals at noon Eastern. Uh, on July 31st, they'll be playing the Tigers. Or they play, they'll be playing in, yeah, they'll be playing in Toronto. Um, and then on September 4th, they are in Pittsburgh for one of those noon starts. Now, if anybody's listening to this and has the answer, please, please tell me. I want to know, are we going to be able to get these feeds in Canada? Because Peacock is not available as an app in Canada. So um, are we going to have them on Rogers? Are we going to have a different way to, to, to be able to watch them? Um, you know, I, I, I would like to know. I'd like to be able to see those games. Uh, we might have to resort to the radio, old-fashioned for that. And I guess that will have to do if that's the case. But uh, please, uh, someone let me know. Uh, are we going to be able to watch these games on TV? Um, it was also announced that Peacock will air the uh, Futures game. And that is an exciting game to watch. So that's another um, event that I won't be able to watch because we can't have uh, we don't have Peacock in Canada. So that is, um, that, that is just... It's a shame because I, I the, the futures game is, is fun. It's fun to see all the all the top 100 prospects and uh, see them play uh, th- those games. Okay, so in other news, um, this Friday, uh, Friday April 15th, I think it is, um, all the teams are going to wear uh, number 42 on their uh, jerseys 
uh, for Jackie Robinson Day. It's the 75th anniversary of Jackie Robinson Day. Um, different thing that's going to happen this year is that you won't necessarily notice for the Jays, but all the teams are going to be wearing uh, the 42 in Dodger blue um, instead of whatever font and coloring for their uh, uniforms exists. So, so that that that's just an, an interesting difference, and I think that's 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 good. Uh, that 42 is kind of a a font to itself. So so let's let 42 and Jackie Robinson speak for himself. So that'll be good. Um, Jackie Robinson Day is, 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 you know, Jackie Robinson is one of the most important uh, players in the history of baseball uh, for breaking the color barrier. So uh, so uh, April 15th is one of my favorite uh, baseball days of the year. So I'll be wearing my Brooklyn Dodgers cap that day for sure. Um, one thing that a lot of broadcasts have been, have been uh, showing um, is the PitchCom uh, devices that the catchers and and pitchers are, are using throughout the, the game. Um, so that's a go for uh, the regular season. Um, like I said last week, I don't really like it because I think that players should have the opportunity to, to, to look in and, and legally steal signs from, from the bases. If they can do that, that's a, that's a skill uh, in baseball that should be um, allowed. Um, so, so I, I think that's, that, you know, um, on, on the bright side of pitchcom, it seems though, it does, it does, uh, speed up the pace of play a little bit. Um, so maybe we do have to embrace this new technology, but I do like that, uh, players have had in the past the opportunity to steal the signs legally. And, and the pitchcom is, is there because, um, players have been stealing signs illegally. They couldn't help themselves. So, so there is the reason behind that, but, uh, yeah, it's a shame that we don't get old-fashioned sign stealing. Because, because hey, cheating is a part of baseball when it's done. There's an art form to cheating. This when it's done in an artful manner. So, so there you go. Um, some other transactions to to, to mention. Um, the Padres uh, acquired Sean Manaya from the A's. So there's one more player the A's are getting rid of. I'm glad that we didn't choose the A's as our, our B team because they would be, I think they're at, like, they, they could be close to 100 losses this year. Um, Tigers acquired Austin Meadows from the Rays for uh, third baseman Isaac Paredes and a compe- competitive balance round B selection. So the uh, Tigers got a little stronger in the right outfield. They're going to be a fun team to watch, uh, the Tigers. Um, I don't think that I think that the playoff uh, there's too many teams ahead of them in the in the playoff race for them to make the wild card this year. But they're 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 going to be fun to watch. Uh, they were close. They finished the year close to 500 last year, and they had a strong kind of final half to the season. So it'll be interesting to watch uh, the Tigers uh, in the Central for sure. Um, so yeah. Um, now uh, let's just check out what is looking what we're looking ahead to for the Jays. Um, this week, um, they're going to be uh, in New York playing the Yankees, so that will that's always an important series. Um, so that'll be that'll be fun to watch. And then they're coming back to Rogers Center to face Oakland. So uh, Matt Chapman will have a little bit of a reuniting with his his old team. So that'll be fun. Um, our B team, Minnesota Twins. We picked the Minnesota Twins last week out of a hat. So um, they played this week as well uh, on Friday. They uh, uh, lost to the Mariners two to one. That was uh, Robbie Ray's debut for the Mariners, um, and rookie Joe Ryan for the um, Twins uh, was pitching as well. And Carlos Correa made his uh, shortstop debut, and I think I saw him get a, a base hit. Uh, I was kind of checking in on that game as well. Um, Saturday, the Mariners beat the Twins again four to three. So uh, the Twins aren't uh, starting off too too well so far this year, but 
Mariners are, are not uh, are not a, an easy team to beat by any means. Um, the Twins did make a trade. Um, a, they they I guess they're kind of piecing together their their, their starting rotation as they go throughout the year because they traded um, Emilio Pagan. Um, sorry, they traded, no, they traded Taylor Rogers, uh, who's a reliever and uh, outfielder, Brent Merker to the to the Padres for Chris Paddock and Emilio Pagan. So Chris Paddock will be in their starting rotation. Uh, Pagan is a reliever, I believe. So uh, they're kind of uh, rounding out their, their rotation as they go. Um, so the, so we'll see how that, how that goes for them. Um, this week, the Twins will be um, playing the Dodgers. So that's another tough opponent to play to start the season out against. And then uh, they, they will be um, in Boston uh, for the weekend. Uh, so so they, they are not uh, having some easy opponents uh, to start the, the season. Um, okay, so now we're going to go um, to our interview with Davide Decipio from the Ottawa Titans. So uh, after that, we'll be back with some, some personal stuff to talk about. But uh, enjoy the interview. Here's, here's Davide. All right, welcome. We are here with Davide Decipio uh, from the Ottawa Titans. Welcome to the show. Welcome back. Yeah, thanks for having me again. Yeah, um, a lot has changed since we talked to you last year. Um, there was not a season last year, but you're, it sounds like you're pretty busy in preparations um, for the upcoming season. Yeah, certainly. Uh, our camp uh, gets underway in about three weeks from now here at the ballpark. Um, so certainly there's a lot of behind-the-scenes uh, stuff that's uh, taking place. Uh, whether it's still finalizing some agreements with our partners. Uh, we've gotten a lot of local partnerships already, as well as corporate partners, so we're very excited about those. Um, obviously, building towards the season and what we're going to feature in our in-ga- enhanced in-game entertainment here at the ballpark, um, whether it's our in-game promos, whether it's uh, a lot of different stuff that we're going to have uh, promotions-wise taking place um, this year. So a lot of that, getting the rest of the tickets out, getting our season ticket holders, our mini-pack holders, uh, I guess, on board. Um, so a lot is still going on. Uh, the ballpark, as a lot of you used to have seen across social media, is uh, ongoing. Some uh, is going through some renovations, um, repairing some of the cracks that leaks in the basement. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> so uh, that, that's been going on for quite some time. So the city, fortunately, we've teamed up together, and uh, they're doing that here at the ballpark. So certainly uh, it'll all be ready um, by the time our, our first preseason game rolls around. So certainly lots uh, happening. Uh, both behind the scenes uh, with our staff and then the city staff as well. Uh, so, so we certainly uh, are shooting to be ready uh, for May 10th. Very cool. So May 10th, I was going to ask, May 10th is the first uh, regular season game? No, we will uh, We'll have our training camp for a couple of weeks. Uh, we've got a few exhibition games scheduled um, already. Um, one of them will be a, at home, uh, which is May 10th. Uh, okay. We'll be playing Quebec at 630 um, and then our first regular season home game will be uh, May 24th. So that's a Tuesday night after our team returns from a nine-game road trip uh, through the Chicago area in northern Kentucky. And then we'll come home for a grand opening for a six-game homestand. Now, here's, here's a question. Do you get to travel with the team, or are you, are you, are you based in Ottawa? By, uh, that, that's our goal right now. Um, we're still uh, looking to secure a radio partnership uh, in both French and English. And we have made some headway, but just uh, nothing signed as of yet. But uh, yes, the goal is for me to travel for all 96 games and bring you the, bring the fans the the radio broadcast. That sounds like a lot of a lot of fun uh, being on the road with a with a with a baseball team. <laughs> Lots of stories to tell or not to tell. <laughs> certainly, certainly, I've, uh, I've I've had the luxury of working in major junior hockey uh, for the last six years, and I've got the chance to travel. And certainly, the stories are, are some I won't forget, and hopefully, build new ones uh, with a different uh, scene in baseball. So I'm really looking forward to it. Now. 
Can you kind of paint a picture of what training camp is going to look like for the Ottawa Titans? Yeah. Um, so obviously uh, our manager, Bobby Brown, um, is uh, his goal is to have at least 30 players under contract to come into training camp. Uh, obviously, we've been rolling the signings uh, since uh, early December. Uh, a lot of players are really excited about um, and uh, we'll have a training camp uh, for a week and a half or two weeks per se. Our players will report here in Ottawa on April 27th. Uh, their first day on the field will be April 28th. Uh, and then we'll go through a couple of, it'll be a couple of hours, whether it's um, inter-squad games or uh, drills and batting practice and whatnot, just so Bobby can get a feel of uh, what uh, a team, what team he's got, right? Because building a brand new team and a brand new manager, um, he's building this team from scratch. So he hasn't really seen a lot of these guys play. Um, so they'll, we'll have some, a uh, couple hours on field every day. Um, and obviously, uh, get the guys toured around Ottawa, um, to get familiar with, uh, their stomping grounds here this season. Um, and hopefully build the, build the mold and, uh, what could be a very successful team on the field. Um, and as well, and then we got the four exhibition games that we already have scheduled. So the, uh, the first exhibition game, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, is May, uh, May 7th. And then the, the first home game here will be May 10th. And then we're right in the thick of things in the season. So it's uh, it's quick, um, it's brief. And then uh, obviously the, we'll have the 24-man roster ready for uh, for opening night. Yeah, and you, you mentioned that it's uh, building a team from scratch. You, as, as being like behind all the marketing of the players, you're doing the same thing. You, how, do, how do you introduce all the, all the players to the fans? How are we going to get to know our new team? They're all like, we've never met any of these guys before. Yeah, so certainly um, we got the luxury uh, this year. We have we have two local players. We got one from the Gatineau side, and we got one who uh, resides in Saint Albert. So we're very excited about those two guys uh, in particular. Um, I'll start with Marcel Lacasse. Um, he's a 23 year old from Gatineau. Um, he actually attended Sebastian Boucher's um, uh, Sport Etude uh, in high school. Um, he played last year in the Inner County Baseball League, which that league a lot of Ottawa baseball fans are familiar with. It's the same league that the Fat Cats were in. Uh, so certainly a, a, a semi-pro league that uh, he was able to play against some top talent uh, last season. So he'll come in this year uh, to our roster. And then Evan Grills, um, who's originally from Whitby, but now resides in St. Albert. Um, he pitched in the uh, in the both the Astros and the Rocky system, reaching all the way up to AAA. So he's got um, a high pedigree, um, certainly going to be a, a lead guy in our rotation this year. And he had a, he had a, was it an East Nepean or a Little League connection as well? Uh, didn't yep. he help some coaching? Yeah, he, um, he's with the Ottawa Nepean Canadians. Um, so obviously a very enriched uh, baseball pro, travel baseball program in Ottawa. Um, he's a pitching coach for um, their 15 U teams, 16 U teams, and 18 U teams. So obviously uh, he's got his foundation in the community, and obviously uh, he's got uh, the stuff as well. So we're really excited about him uh, to lead a rotation um, this year. Yeah, that'll, that'll, that'll be very cool. And um, there were some signings announced just this past uh, couple days. Uh, let's see here. I haven't written down here. Where did I put them? Um, yeah, so you have... Um, now, you're going to have to help me with the pronunciation for some of these guys. Uh, Mitsuki Fukuda? Yep. He's catcher. Correct. Um, and Jose Tavares, uh, yep. right-handed pitcher. And another Canadian, Dylan Jacober, that you, you signed. Yeah, so... Uh, those three guys, uh, obviously Jose Tavares um, is another triple-A arm. He'll uh, he'll be kind of a I've, – I've floated around the term of a three-headed monster uh, in our rotation. <laughs> Zach Westcott um, was the guy we announced uh, last week. Obviously, he's got the connection to Ottawa. He pitched eight games for the champions in 2019 
actually uh, started the last game in the team's franchise history. Um, so he's got some great stuff uh, from the right side. Um, he pitched last year with Southern Illinois in the Frontier League, was a runner-up for Pitcher of the Year, led the league and uh, led pitchers across the board in uh, numerous categories, wins, ERA. Uh, so he's fantastic. We're really excited about Westcott to lead a rotation. And then, as I mentioned, Grills and uh, Jose Tavares, who, uh, who's got some great stuff as well, uh, comes out of the Philadelphia Phillies organization. Um, so we're really excited about him. Uh, Mitsuki Fukuda, uh, a catcher from Japan, um, obviously uh, making his debut in professional baseball this year, as, as well as Dylan Jacober, uh, who pitched uh, four seasons at, or three seasons, I believe, at Western University. So uh, we're, we, as an organization on the marketing side, we prided ourselves on being uh, local. Uh, obviously, um, a lot of our partners are local. Um, and, and the local players as well. Uh, we've got numerous Canadians under contract that we're very excited about. So certainly uh, it'll be a homey field here at the ballpark. Um, and obviously uh, our roster, um, we've gone a little um, veteran heavy on the pitching side, um, so which, which could be very successful uh, for us. And obviously uh, Jose Tavares is a guy that's going to be put up some, uh, we expect to be a vital piece of our rotation. It's going to be sounds like it's going to be uh, they're going to be pretty strong right out of the right out of the gate. Um, now, Ottawa is the is is Ottawa the newest team in the Frontier League? Are there any other new franchises? Because uh, lots of lots has changed in independent baseball in the past like two or three years. Um, what what does the whole league look like? Who are some interesting uh, rivals or some new new teams that they're going to match up against? Yeah, so obviously last year with the season being canceled, uh, Quebec and Trois-Rivières never got to debut. It was a Kip Quebec last year uh, who ended up winning the Atlantic Division and then lost uh, in the semifinals to Washington. Um, so Quebec and Trois-Rivières will debut this year uh, along with us. Um, a team from last year that had folded was Southern Illinois. Um, so they're out uh, this year. Um, a new team joining will be a travel team, and that's the Empire State Grays. Okay. Um, so they'll compete in the Eastern Conference uh, in the same conference as the Titans, um, so they'll uh, they're set, they don't have a home, so uh, they'll come to Ottawa um, over the course of three different series this year. Um, so a, a part of a normal schedule of 48 home games, uh, we've had to pick up three extra home games, so we playing 51 at home here this year um, to subsequent uh, Empire State being in the league. Um, so. Uh, the only change from last year is that Ottawa, Quebec, and TR are in. Southern Illinois is out, but that Empire State uh, takes that place. Um, okay. So, obviously, a lot of those rivalries for the fans that know uh, of teams of the past year with the Can-Am teams. Um, so, obviously, uh, those teams will be familiar to a lot of fans. But, th but then, obviously, we'll play every team in the league this year. Um, so, half the teams in the Eastern Con or in the Western Conference, rather, will come to Ottawa, and uh, we'll go to the other half this year. And then next year it will flip. So um, some new teams that will come to Ottawa this year, Tri-City being one, uh, Empire State, um, Washington, Lake Erie, Gateway, and Evansville will all make their way up to Ottawa this year. So uh, a lot of, and it's pretty uh, dispersed. So uh, for teams here, the uh, teams here in the past, they'll expect to see Quebec on four different occasions. Now Quebec only comes twice. So um, okay. the, the schedule is pretty well balanced, which is great. Okay. Um, now, I guess uh, the Frontier League is an independent league, but still kind of controlled by Major League Baseball. And, and they've been uh, famously 
uh, in the news, uh, use, using different uh, independent leagues and even some minor leagues to kind of experiment with some new rules. Are there any new rules or different rules that we should expect to see uh, from like when we watch like a Jays game? Like what, what what's different in the uh, as far as rules wise in the Frontier League? Yeah, so um, very interesting what uh, major league partner leagues have been doing, which, uh, which is what we are here in the Frontier League. Um, last year, the league had implemented a home run derby to, to steal off games. That's right, yeah. uh, so uh, that has changed this year. Um, we will be doing a, I mean, this is a, I can get pretty in-depth in this explanation. <laughs> uh, so essentially, they'll play the 10th inning, like a major, uh, like a normal major league with the major league rule with the runner at second. Um, and then if the game is still tied after the 10th inning uh, for the 11th, it'll be just a single half inning and the home team will determine whether to, they play offense or defense. So essentially, um, if the offense scores a run in that inning, the offense wins the game. But if the defense doesn't allow any runs, the defense wins the game. Makes sense. Okay. Now here's, here, I'll put you on the spot here. Where, what would you rather be if you were, if you were the, if you were the manager, would you rather be on offense or on defense? So, so, uh, it's a great question. Um, I, uh, for me, I'm all about the strategy point of the game and, um, it all de depends. Where's the op Where's the offense at in their order? What arms do I have do up, uh, out of my bullpen? Who can I use? So obviously, uh, each and every uh, time that this happens, it could be a different option, right? So mm -hmm. um, if I have, for example, I'll use major league terms here, for example, if I have Jordan Romano up and I'm facing the bottom three in the order, I probably want to play defense. Uh, but then obviously, um, who knows? That's not, that's why we love this game is that anything can happen in baseball. So um, obviously it's got just got to be a gut feeling and uh, you got to trust your gut in that situation and uh, pray to God that, that you come up on the other side. So. Yeah, because yeah, if you if you've got if you've got on the other end, Vladdy like Springer, Bobachet, and Vladdy coming up, you want you want to put the bat in their hands for sure. Definitely, definitely, and also <laughs> in that situation, the runner I believe starts at first base. Oh, okay, okay. So uh, you got a runner on, and anything can happen from there. So obviously, we want to win the game in regulation. We don't want to get to that point, but when we get to that point, uh, obviously you got to trust your gut. And um, it's it's funny because uh, that rule was implemented. Uh, or brought up by a former coach in the Frontier League who's now in the Giants organization. Um, and Bobby Brown, uh, our manager, was a part of the committee to, to select that rule. So obviously okay. he's a big fan of it. Um, and I, personally, I am as well. I think that's a pretty interesting way to end a game. And um, I'll take my chances uh, with whatever situation plays out the best. Yeah, and it's important, especially because like there's so much travel and, and, and you, you don't want to like risk too much injury. You can't, you, you can't have like your pitching staff throwing like 13, 14 innings into, into the, in, into the night. So it's, it's, it's important to kind of end things quickly, especially in, in, in independent ball. Mm -hmm. And certainly that's the, that's the luxury independent baseball is um, as well as now the minor leagues uh, doing a bunch of different stuff. And I think uh, it's a pretty interesting way to end, end a ball game uh, for sure. Yeah. Um, now let's backtrack a little bit. You'd mentioned the new manager, Bobby Brown. Can you tell me a little bit more about, his background and what to, what to kind of we should expect to see from him. Yeah, Bobby um, is a former player. Uh, he played in the College World Series at the University of, uh, I believe, Oklahoma. Um, so certainly uh, he was then um, an undrafted free agent, played his uh, rookie season in the Frontier League, and then had his contract purchased by Kansas City. Uh, so he played one year of affiliated ball, and then he kind of 
um, after that, uh, went around a little bit. He actually played for Winnipeg uh, for three seasons in the early 2000s. Um, so he's very familiar with uh, the Cates family um, and obviously made this a, a homey feel, right? So, um, and then after his playing career, he actually played um, three seasons in Canada. He played in the Canadian Baseball League, which was only a one-year thing in 2003. He played for Saskatoon. Um, Fergie Jenkins was uh, the founder of that league that only lasted hmm. one season. Uh, so Bobby has some experience north of the border, um, playing in Canada. And then after his playing career, he uh, got into coaching and then ended up uh, managing uh, in the American Association with Amarillo um, and then moved on to Lincoln. Uh, had some successful years in Lincoln. Um, they went all the way to the, uh, they won their division one year in 2017. He was manager of the year that year. Um, had his team um, a top uh, in, in several offensive categories those few years um, in Lincoln. And then uh, in 2021, he uh, was the hitting coach for the Missoula Paddleheads in the Pioneer League that won the championship. Um, so um, basically coaching contracts as an assistant basically goes year to year. Uh, so then when the opportunity arose in Ottawa, um, Sam Cates had reached out to Bobby and then it was an instant yes uh, from Bobby to reunite with Sam. Um, so he's got nothing to, I won't speak for Bobby, but um, he's got great things to say about the Cates family and how the Gold Eiser ran and what can happen in Ottawa. Um, and certainly he's excited about coming here. Um, we talk quite fre frequently of his excitement uh, coming here. Um, he's brought a lot, major uh, some players uh, from Missoula uh, to Ottawa to be a part of his team that put up some great numbers um, on that championship team last year. So he's got some familiar faces as well as some new ones uh, that he's brought in this year that uh, he expects to be a very competitive team. So uh, we got the right guy in charge um, this year. Um, and obviously um, has some familiarity with our ownership. And uh, he's a guy that uh, is very approachable and he'll do some great things for this organization. It sounds like he's got a, 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 a wide ranging uh, resume for sure. Um, yeah. Um, now you mentioned before the first like official regular season game is May the 24th. Um, now, like, I've, I've looked, I checked out the website. It looks like seating is a little different as far as uh, buying tickets this year than, than in previous years with the champions. Like, it looks like there's like two different sections that you can buy tickets from. Can you run through that a little bit? Yeah, so um, we'll be operating um, as an assigned seating venue. Um, so essentially, um, our price points are uh, broken down into two components. So um, the two sections past first and third base on the respective sides will be labeled our on-deck sections. That also applies to the top two sections in the upper bowl um, as the on-deck price. And then the rest on the inside um, will all be the club section, so a different price point. Um, so 24 hours in advance, uh, anything up until 24 hours in advance um, of the of first pitch uh, will be um, in advance pricing. And then right as soon as the 24 hour mark hits, anything after that until first pitch will be game day pricing. Um, so certainly for our fans, it's going to be a little bit different, um, certainly something to get used to. And we hope to to be very hands-on um, and approachable, uh, especially that exhibition game, teaching fans the new way uh, of what the Ottawa Titans are about and what to, to expect on a game day experience here at the ballpark. Um, yeah, so if you have any questions, if anybody has any questions, our box office is always approachable and, and can be contacted for any questions uh, regarding our ticket packaging. But um certainly uh something for our fans to be used to and um yeah um our single game tickets will go on sale 
um, in uh, just over a couple of weeks from now. So um, certainly a lot of time between now and uh, opening day to, to get familiar with their system. Cool. Well, I'll have to check that out because I think I will be there for opening day. I, I, it's always around opening day in Ottawa is always around my birthday. So, so it'll be a nice little gift to self for me. Um, <laughs> so um, now you mentioned some fun stuff. What sort of um, fun promotions should we be uh, looking forward to uh, throughout the year? Yeah, so obviously um, we've got some partners uh, signed on. Um, your typical mascot races and some handouts. Uh, we announced last week that the first 500 fans to our uh, home opener will uh, receive bucket hats, uh, courtesy of Coke. Um, so obviously uh, a nice little gift for our fans to for opening day uh, that are a special emblem that say Titans inaugural season 2022 on them. So we're very excited about those. Um, and then we, we want to put on a show. Um, we want our fans, uh, yes, to to be into the game, but we want to build the the atmosphere outside of just the baseball. Um, so we want to, to entertain the five year old as well as the nine year old that are that are coming to the game. And whether we won or lost, we want to make sure that uh, they had fun um, and they uh, they're wanting to come back because of the show we put on. So um, the three key components uh, into putting on a good show are your mascot, your PA announcer, and your music. And we think that we've got um, all three of those uh, taken care of uh, going into the season. Um, and we're, we're going to do some big things here at the ballpark. Awesome. Well, I'm looking forward for uh, the, the season to start. It's nice to, it's been a long time since I've seen live baseball in my hometown. Uh, so so I'm, I'll be looking forward to that. You know, definitely I, I have two, two young children, so they'll, they'll, I'll drag them to the game <laughs> and they'll have fun. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I'm very, very much looking forward to, to a, a full season of baseball in the sun, you know, with a, with a, a beer in my hand and, 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 and scoring the game. So it'll, it'll be nice to see. So, uh, Davide DeCipio and, and the Ottawa Titans, thank you uh, for joining us. And we'll have plenty more content, uh, from the Ottawa Titans to come throughout the season. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Matt. All right. Thank you. All right. Great. So that, 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 like I said before, it's going to be fun to, uh, to go and see games, baseball games in Ottawa again. And uh, I will be bringing Leo, Bo, and Krista to the games along with me. And, and uh, yeah, I'm sure they'll have a, they'll have a great time. Um, so we have some 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 notes. Um, Steve and I were, were discussing crows last week. And I said, you know, crows are one of the smartest birds. And and Krista mentioned, because she's, she's worked directly with, with birds before, um, crows can learn how to use tools so steve be careful don't leave your lawnmower out don't leave your your you know i don't know your do you leave your drill in the backyard just be careful because uh the crows will will learn how to use tools maybe they will build their own um you know they'll build their own own device to to wreak havoc upon upon uh upon upon you so 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 steve just be careful of the crows they know how to use tools um yeah so just just be careful um some personal stuff to talk about this week. Um, uh, this weekend was uh, Leo's fourth birthday, so uh, uh, that's the home run for this week. It's just happy birthday to Leo. Uh, we were stuck inside the house again, yet again, because Leo picked up a cold, so uh, that was a, a bit of a, a shame. But but Leo had a, had a good day. We 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 did get to play outside. We had some ice cream cake. We had uh, Leo asked me to make some macaroni and cheese for supper, so we did that. Uh, and Leo got lots of lots of presents and, and balloons. And right now the uh, the living room is is kind of toilet papered with pink streamers, which Leo has has decorated. The the, the couch is just wrapped in in, in pink uh, streamers. So that, so Leo had a good time. Um, our, for the strikeout, um, 
Leo's birthday is also the anniversary of Christian and I's uh, first date. So in all the all the, the the planning for Leo, we forgot to to, to wish each other a happy anniversary um, last night. We uh, on, in 23 years ago, Christian and I, our first date, we went and saw The Matrix in the movie theaters. Um, and, and, and then, uh, four years ago, something, uh, <laughs> more monumental and important happened and, and Leo was born on that same day. So, uh, we just kind of got swept up in all the, all the birthday celebrations and then the birthday post-birthday exhaustion at the end of the night. And we, we forgot to wish each other a happy anniversary. So Krista, happy anniversary. Um, I guess, uh, I'll probably end it off on there. No sacrifice for this week. Um, next week, I think I'm solo again. Steve is, is still, uh, on an island uh, he does have a car and there is a bridge to get off the island so I think that he will be able to, to come back home uh, and, and, and be back on the podcast in two weeks uh, so until then I'll see everybody next week bye bye bye